Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We continue the book of Ezekiel by reading chapters 5 through 8. Son of man, take a sharp sword and use it as a razor to shave your head and beard. Use a scale to weigh the hair into three equal parts. Place a third of it at the center of your map of Jerusalem. After acting out the siege, burn it there. Scatter another third across your map and chop it with the sword. Scatter the last third to the wind. For I will scatter my people with the sword. Keep just a bit of the hair and tie it up in your robe. Then take some of these hairs out and throw them into the fire, burning them up. A fire will then spread from this remnant and destroy all of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. This is an illustration of what will happen to Jerusalem. I placed her at the center of the nations, but she has rebelled against my regulations and decrees and has been even more wicked than the surrounding nations. She has refused to obey the regulations and decrees I gave her to follow. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, You people have behaved worse than your neighbors and have refused to obey my decrees and regulations. You have not even lived up to the standards of the nations around you. Therefore, I myself, the Sovereign Lord, am now your enemy. I will punish you publicly while all the nations watch. Because of your detestable idols, I will punish you like I have never punished anyone before or ever will again. Parents will eat their own children and children will eat their parents. I will punish you and scatter to the winds the few who survive. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will cut you off completely. I will show you no pity at all because you have defiled my temple with your vile images and detestable sins. A third of your people will die in the city from disease and famine. A third of them will be slaughtered by the enemy outside the city walls. And I will scatter a third to the winds, chasing them with my sword." Then at last my anger will be spent, and I will be satisfied. And when my fury against them has subsided, all Israel will know that I, the Lord, have spoken to them in my jealous anger. So I will turn you into a ruin, a mockery in the eyes of the surrounding nations and to all who pass by. You will become an object of mockery and taunting and horror. You will be a warning to all the nations around you. They will see what happens when the Lord punishes a nation in anger and rebukes it, says the Lord. I will shower you with the deadly arrows of famine to destroy you. The famine will become more and more severe until every crumb of food is gone. And along with the famine, wild animals will attack you and rob you of your children. Disease and war will stalk your land, and I will bring the sword of the enemy against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
Again, a message came to me from the Lord, Son of man, turn and face the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. Proclaim this message from the sovereign Lord against the mountains of Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and the hills and to the ravines and the valleys. I am about to bring war upon you and I will smash your pagan shrines. All your altars will be demolished and your places of worship will be destroyed. I will kill your people in front of your idols. I will lay your corpses in front of your idols and scatter your bones around the altars. Wherever you live, there will be desolation, and I will destroy your pagan shrines. Your altars will be demolished, your idols will be smashed, your places of worship will be torn down, and all the religious objects you have made will be destroyed. The place will be littered with corpses, and you will know that I alone am the Lord. But I will let a few of my people escape destruction and they will be scattered among the nations of the world. Then, when they are exiled among the nations, they will remember me. They will recognize how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. Then at last they will hate themselves for all their detestable sins. They will know that I alone am the Lord, and that I was serious when I said I would bring this calamity on them. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Clap your hands in horror and stamp your feet. Cry out because of all the detestable sins the people of Israel have committed. Now they are going to die from war and famine and disease. Disease will strike down those who are far away in exile. War will destroy those who are nearby. And anyone who survives will be killed by famine, so at last I will send my fury on them. They will know that I am the Lord, and when their dead lie scattered among their idols and altars on every hill and mountain and under every green tree and every great shade tree, the places where they offered sacrifices to their idols. I will crush them and make their cities desolate from the wilderness to the south to Riblah in the north. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Israel. The end is here. Wherever you look, east, west, north, and south, your land is finished. No hope remains, for I will unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. I will turn my eyes away and show you no pity. pity. I will repay you for all your detestable sins. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Disaster after disaster is coming your way. The end has come. It has finally arrived. Your final doom is waiting. O people of Israel, the day of your destruction is dawning. The time has come. The day of trouble is near. Shouts of anguish will be heard on the mountains, not shouts of joy. Soon I will pour out my fury on you and unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. 
I will turn my eyes away and show no pity. I will repay you for all your detestable sins. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who is striking the blow. The day of judgment is here. Your destruction awaits. The people's wickedness and pride have blossomed to full flower. Their violence has grown into a rod that will beat them for their wickedness. None of these proud and wicked people will survive. All their wealth and prestige will be swept away. Yes, the time has come. The day is here. Buyers should not rejoice over bargains, nor sellers grieve over losses, for all of them will fall under my terrible anger. Even if the merchants survive, they will never return to their business. For what God has said applies to everyone. It will not be changed. Not one person whose life is twisted by sin will ever recover. The trumpet calls Israel's army to mobilize, but no one listens, for my fury is against them all. There is war outside the city and disease and famine within. Those outside the city walls will be killed by enemy swords, and those inside the city will die of famine and disease. The survivors who escape to the mountains will moan like doves, weeping for their sins. Their hands will hang limp. Their knees will be weak as water. They will dress themselves in burlap. Horror and shame will cover them. They will shave their heads in sorrow and remorse. They will throw their money in streets, tossing it out as worthless trash. Their silver and gold won't save them on that day of the Lord's anger. It will neither satisfy nor feed them, for their greed can only trip them up. They were proud of their beautiful jewelry and used used it to make detestable idols and vile images. Therefore, I will make all their wealth disgusting to them. I will give give it as plunder to foreigners to the most wicked of nations, and they will defile it. I will turn my eyes from them as these robbers invade and defile my treasured land. Prepare chains for my people, for the land is bloodied by terrible crimes. Jerusalem is filled with violence. I will bring the most ruthless nations to occupy their homes. I will break down their proud fortresses and defile their sanctuaries. Terror and trembling will overcome my people. They will look for peace, but not find it. Calamity will follow calamity. Rumor will follow rumor. They will look in vain for a vision from the prophets. They will receive no teaching from the priests and no counsel from the leaders. The king and the prince will stand helpless, weeping in despair, and the people's hands will tremble with fear. I will bring on them the evil that they have done to others, and they will receive the punishment they so richly deserve. Then they will know that I am the Lord. 
Then on September 17th, during the sixth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, while the leaders of Judah were in my home, the Sovereign Lord took hold of me. I saw a figure that appeared to be a man. From what appeared to be his waist down, he looked to be a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like a gleaming amber. He reached out to what seemed to be a hand and took me by the hair. Then the Spirit lifted me up into the sky and transported me to Jerusalem in a vision from God. I was taken to the north gate of the inner courtyard of the temple, where there is a large idol that has been made that has made the Lord very jealous. Suddenly, the glory of the God of Israel was there, just as I had seen it before in the valley. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. So I looked, and there to the north, beside the entrance to the gate, near the altar, stood the idol that had made the Lord so jealous. Son of man, he said, do you see what they are doing? Do you see the detestable sins the people of Israel are committing to drive me from my temple? But come, and you will see even more detestable sins than these. Then he brought me to the door of the temple courtyard where I could see a hole in the wall. He said to me, Now, son of man, dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and found a hidden doorway. Go in, he said and see the wicked and detestable sins that they are committing in there. So I went in, saw the walls covered with engravings of all kinds of crawling animals and detestable creatures. I also saw the various idols worshipped by the people of Israel. Seventy leaders of Israel were standing there with Jezaniah, son of Saphon, in the center. Each of them held an incense burner, from which a cloud of incense rose above their heads. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their idols in dark rooms? They are saying, The Lord doesn't see us. He has deserted our land. Then the Lord added, Come, and I will show you even more detestable sins than these. He brought me to the north gate of the Lord's temple, and some women were sitting there weeping for the god Tamas. Have you seen this? he asked. But I will show you more detestable sins than these. Then he brought me to the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple at the entrance of the sanctuary. Between the entry room and the bronze altar, there were about twenty-five men with their backs to the sanctuary of the Lord. They were facing east, bowing low to the ground, worshiping the sun. Have you seen this, son of man? He asked. Is it nothing to the people of Judah that they commit these detestable sins, leading the whole nation into violence, thumbing their noses at me and provoking my anger? Therefore I will respond in fury. I will neither pity nor spare them, and though they cry for mercy, I will not listen. Once again, we see all of the sins that the people were committing. 
just as we have read before in previous times, we have uh, we've seen that the people's sin is really could be marked by two major types of sin. One is the the false worship of other gods, the idols. And we see in the text that God is jealous. That when he sees his people worshiping these false gods, it breaks his heart. But the another sin that we read about today and that we have again seen before is that the people trusted in themselves. They trusted in their wealth. As we've said before, this is extremely contemporary. Isn't that what we see in our own culture today? We see people making idols that they worship. They spend their time, their money on things that have nothing to do with Almighty God. One wonders how jealous God is. But I have to wonder about how many Christians that God looks at and wonders why they would serve and worship something else with their time and their treasures. But also, don't we see how many people are confident in their own riches? That they put their trust in their banking accounts. They put their trust in their all their possessions. They put their trust in their wealth. We do this both as a country and as a people. That we have been cultured. Our culture has taught us to think this way. That we put our trust in what we can accumulate. And yet we see both of these sins that the people were committing and that people around us now still commit, that these are detestable to God. Perhaps each of us need to take a moment right now and truly examine our own lives. Look at, look at your credit card statement. Look at your checking account. Look at how you spend your money. Is it for the Lord or is it for an idol, for a false god, something that we worship? Look at your calendar and see what occupies it. Is it the Lord or is it something else? Is it someone else? Be very careful, and if there's repentance that needs to take place, then repent. And then ask the question, do we trust in our own riches? If everything was taken away, and it would feel like we had nothing left, would it be enough if we still had God? Would it be enough if we still had Jesus? To us, these things might seem so foreign that it could never happen. But I'm afraid that we may see that they are much closer in our lifetimes than we ever imagined. So the thing that needs to happen is that we will repent of our sins and trust the Lord alone. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. 
Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.